ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very depressing episode of Couch Chiefs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, every single time we start an episode, I'm like waiting to see the energy that Austin's going to bring into hosting. It just flatlined right off the bat. It was like, hello, everybody. Welcome to. <laughs> I'm like, second the Couch Chiefs. Uh, I'm your host, Austin, with a pretty negative attitude. Meanwhile, Levi out, <laughs> out here bouncing off like crazy. Levi, how are we doing? Hey, look, the bipolar Hendrick disorder is going off like crazy. Like half of me is so happy Larson won. The other half of me is so angered at Bowman for blocking. Like you wouldn't believe like the just like completely different emotional spectrum that's going on right now. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the bipolar Hendrick disorder. Um, this is also the happy for Hendrick disorder over here. <laughs> um, I'm glad the five one instead of the forty five, but we'll we'll talk about more about that later. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, my drivers did great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh <laughs> doing great actually too surprisingly three of the four store Haas cars were doing good we're not going to talk about the fourth one but we're going to talk about the other three okay Harvick oh. was doing good up until the 45s you know special incident um chase briscoe and eric armorola were actually having quietly good days so good for both of them and brian priest um i don't know what happened He's coming off. He's coming off Daytona. <laughs> Give him a break. Give him a break. I mean, that's. I mean, I, it's full exception at this point. But I'm like, what happened? Yeah. No. I mean, bro. I gotta tell you, he's a tough man. Like, come. I mean, granted, if you looked back at like NASCAR's history, like if you were to look at what he did in 2023 and or somebody let's say a fan from like i don't know 80s or 90s era saw what priest did they'd just be like oh yeah like you know drivers do that all the time no nah, like in this day and age it's like heralded as like oh that's a tough move or whatever because you know like i mean he's come back after basically surviving a wicked crash you see the g-forces that like literally it took to his eyes i mean whew. bless that man for coming back and racing but i mean as he said himself he was fine I didn't see anything wrong. I mean, of course, uh, like his face, you know, you're looking at his eyes and you're like, oh, something's wrong. No, like, I mean, it was fine. It's just first race coming back from that. Yeah, you're going to, you're you're definitely not going to be racing 100% though. Yeah, and uh, Davey Allison and Ricky Rudd would be proud. They would. They sure would. Um, yeah, but, so that happened. So, um, now, hold on. I was trying to see something right quick. So, Almirola, yeah, he got 14th. Briscoe got 5th. That's not bad, honestly, for Stuart Haas. Say, over, overall, we had a really good race because, I mean, Darlington, you never know what's going to happen. And honestly, we had a really good run. So, uh, I, I wanna, point. yeah, because I want to definitely say that about Darlington. I don't know what it is about the Southern 500, especially, and the, being the first race of the playoffs. But, like, I don't know if there's just a hex over the Southern 500 or what, but, like, Every single time we go to the Southern 500, it seems like now with it being the first race in the playoff, like it seems like every driver that's a playoff driver just has problems. Like Hamlin had a problem. Michael McDowell had a problem. Uh, Brad Kay had a problem. Reddick um, had a problem. Reddick had a problem. I mean, it was almost like every single driver, <laughs> except for the, you know. yeah, except for like the winner <laughs> and one other driver. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh no. Oh, I. Uh, you missed the part I, where I said mentally. <laughs> mentally, they had a problem. Yeah. Uh, 
I'll, I'll let you explain that later. I I know you're yeah, gonna explain that later. Yeah, but. yeah, we'll we'll talk about it more in letters to Levi. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, um, <laughs> Hendrick fan, happy for Larson getting his 57 points. William Byron 39. I mean, Larson's into the next round. That's all I care about. Uh, Byron, good point stay. That's all you can really you know say. Sure, we didn't get the win, but hey, I'm I'm fine with that. So, good point stay now. Chase was the one I was pretty happy with coming on with the top 10, but like, again, just not showing that speed that I'm used to seeing out of him. But yeah, no, Bowman was the special child this week at Darlington. So, yeah. You want to talk more about that or? Yeah, let's go ahead and get into it because, yeah, I don't know when else we'll talk about it, but uh, basically, I haven't seen it yet. I actually highly recommend you go to YouTube or uh, wherever to catch like your NASCAR highlights. So, basically, with like how many laps was it left in the race? I can't remember. Uh, I want to say less than fifty, maybe at fifty. Not quite sure. Yeah, I think it was less than fifty to go. But basically, like Bowman pulled a terrible block on Suarez twice. Like he pulled ter- two terrible blocks. And like, here's the thing: the first block, I don't know. I've had I've heard mixed reception on it. Like, some people actually say the first block was like, you know, pretty like that was fine. It was the second block that got him. For me, it was just like, why are you blocking at all? Like, the thing is about Darlington and Turn One is that usually, like, from what I've seen, usually you want the bottom heading into Turn One so that you can like really dive it in there, swing the car up to, like, the wall, and then, like, diamond it back in the turn two, right? Which, again, if that was the case, I'm fine with the first block to try to, like, you know, hang on to the inside, go into the corner, and try to, like, slide up back in front of Suarez. The problem was the second block. That's where I'm, like, either stick with one line, don't swerve back, or whatever, because, like, that second block was just unnecessary. Like, you gotta remember as well, Bowman, like, you know, or the 48 team or whatever, if you're in that situation as a driver, like you're outside the playoffs, your team hasn't done very well this year. Like just come home with a good finish. Like nobody cares if, you know, you get passed by Daniel Suarez and you get blocked by him for the rest of the race. Like literally nobody cares. Like I hate to say it, but like the only person that really cares about you at this point, Bowman in the season is your fans and ally. That's probably the only people that really care. And it's like at this point in the season, like don't, don't throw yourself out of a race like that, man. Like you got 10 races to try to get some points back and actually get a good like points finish. That wasn't a good start. So well, at least uh Bowman gets more talk time here than he does on TV, so that's a good thing. I mean, true. He does on this podcast. He does. I talk about him more than uh, than we do on TV or you ever hear on TV, but I mean, the thing about it is that like yeah, it's one of those things to where it's like if you're not going to win the race, wreck out so that, you know your sponsor gets um, some acknowledgement. But no, it's one of those things to where it's like, she's like, first of all, I'm tired of him getting run over all the time. But at the same time, it's like that one he did to himself. So yeah, can't can't blame anybody on that one. Yeah, that um, I guess my thoughts on it is is that uh, I understand that he's running harder for a position, and it's understandable. Uh, we know that Suarez can get aggressive as well, but um, you know, you block once, uh, good for you. Block twice, shame on you. Um, I I felt like Bowman did throw a good block on Suarez down the front stretch, um, which was a good block, and Suarez was on his back bumper, and 
that was it. But when Suarez started moving up high, which was already... It was already choice. Um, I don't think that's the, the right thing to go off, but what I'm trying to get at is, is that as soon as he moved up, he was... It, it was going to depend on the run, but um, Bowman decided to just stay there but also try to follow and that's where he hooked himself so as as much as people might say it's a racing incident it's more on Bowman but I don't think Bowman obviously wasn't trying to do it on purpose by taking him and Suarez out and Harrison Burton which Spencer was really upset when both of his drivers crashed and uh, I felt that um I'm I guess he was glad that he didn't go to this other 500. Then he probably would have walked out the racetrack, left us there, and we would have had to call an Uber. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's that's what I was really embarrassed about as well. It was like, not only did you wreck yourself, you wrecked the guy that you were racing with as well, and you wrecked somebody else that didn't need to be wrecked. Like, you tore up a bunch of good Harrison race cars. Was actually having a good was actually having a good day. Like, as much as he had. Um, his issues, he was really starting to rebound, and um, which, speaking of Harrison, I uh, just saw on Twitter at the time of the, this recording uh, that he is projected to go back to um, Wood Brothers, so at least that's kind of confirmed. We'll talk about more that's, of um, that's interesting contracts and resigns in just a minute, but um, yeah, it was it was interesting to say the least. But hey, what can you do? Right, so um, yeah, definitely one of those things. I, I, the, it was unavoidable for Harrison, but no, I, I didn't actually hear about that. You know, you might be coming back for Wood Brothers next year, which again, I think you got the talent in the seat at Wood Brothers, but yeah, no, the equipment there needs to definitely be worked on. That's for sure. Well, especially if it's a Penske satellite team, but <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of more of teams, uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, uh. <laughs> They, Joe Gibbs, man, he's an interesting human being to say the least. But uh, on accidents detrimental yesterday, uh, it was announced uh, out of nowhere, even though it was kind of a shock to be honest. Um, during the recording of the podcast, Denny Hamlin was approached by Joe Gibbs, and Joe Gibbs was in the living flesh, which I thought was interesting. And Joe Gibbs was like, "Here, here's Pitt." data smt for some reason and a contract please come back and he was like <laughs> yes so denny hamlin has signed a multi-year contract going back to joe gibbs uh there goes silly season um i know i was least. i was actually really hoping that stuart haas would try like a hail mary move to get hamlin i was really hoping so yeah but then that would mean 2311 would go to ford so 2311 stays with Toyota, and uh, Denny Hamlin stays with Joe Gibbs up until his retirement. So, and I I know you're gonna hate for me to say this, Austin, uh, but honestly, I think that's the best place for 2311 right now with the way the next gen like field looks, right? Because I would say Chevy's probably like the top um, manufacturer right now, but Toyota's definitely second because Ford is not been showing up quite as well in the next gen era and i'll tell you like it's probably better that 2311 sticks with toyota anyway than goes to ford 
But if you look at it from like a storehouse racing perspective, I know for certain if you could have gotten Denny Hamlin in that 10 car next year, and you could have also tried to get an alliance with 2311 to try to, I don't know, just, you know, build a better notebook to also try to learn more things. Like, my goodness, I think that would have been such a, a huge pull, but it just, I guess it didn't work out, or I don't know if Storthaus Racing even tried for it. But also at the same time, you have to remember as well, I think Hamlin wanted to stay his whole career at JGR. I think he wanted to finish his career there. Meaning that even if I think SHR threw a Hail Mary in there, I I doubt it would have connected. Yeah, well, uh, I don't think they really tried that hard knowing that his his heart was at Joe Gibbs and nowhere else. But uh, right. should circumstances uh, push to shove, you know, um, I think he would have gone either to his own team or a Ford um Camp, whether it was Penske, Haas, or um, you know his own team, so uh, that's that for uh, I guess Denny Hamlin's uh, saga. Um, who else has resigned? Uh, golly, I feel like there was another one, but I it's not coming to me right now. We talked about Austin Hills already. That was a while back. Um. Yeah, it's not coming to me right now. Yeah, um, I also saw today that Carson Quaffle, uh, who you may or may not know from the Cars Tour that drives for Junior Motorsports, will drive the number seven uh, Hendrick Cars dot com uh, truck at Bristol. Well, he will make his uh, NASCAR debut there, so that should be interesting. Keep an eye out for that. Nice. Never know he might go to Xfinity, but I don't think he's ready for that yet. So. Yeah. I mean, it'll still be a good um, good showing. entry. Yeah, a good showing for him. Um, we hope at least, because like, again, the 7 truck is like, it's good equipment. I don't think you'll have a problem with that. It's just um, making sure you actually put on, how do I say it? You make yourself look good out there. You know, don't, don't do anything stupid. You know, if you're, even if your car comes to show and you're basically running 15th, that's all you can do. Like, that's fine. Like, just don't make a fool out of yourself. Run smart. You know, stay clean. Don't act like the other truck drivers down there right now. Yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be that hard for um, uh, Carson, especially because he's really good at um, short tracks. Because, uh, well, <laughs> that's what the car store does. So, yeah, um, I agree with that. But also, Bristol's kind of like it. It's an interesting short track. It's it's a fast short track that it's not like flat like a bunch of other short tracks. I think it's banked, and I mean it's got some speed, so you have it to run a little some bit different. Bank to it. Yes, it does. Like you have to run that track a little bit different. Not only that, like what's gonna be interesting is with the track and how it changes with like the um, the grip or the PJ one that they've got on the bottom lane. Like he's gonna have to learn as well how to change lines sometimes. Like maybe run the bottom in one corner, maybe run the top in the next. So. It's going to be interesting. Like he's going to definitely get, I think a lot of learning, uh, especially in the trucks at Bristol, because probably the good entry point to get you used to like, you know, what competition's going to be like, but also just see how Bristol is. Cause whew, <laughs> it's a tricky track to go to on your first time out. Well, I think Martins will probably would have been a whole lot easier, but neither here nor there. Um, mm -hmm. 
yeah, I think that's pretty much about it for the big news. Um, Actually, didn't um, hold up, Corey LaJoy, didn't he just resign? That well? was a while ago. Yeah, he, I know he, it was, but um, he recently expired months ago, and it's a multi-year deal. Yeah, that one. I don't know. For some odd reason, it still hangs in my head. It's like good for him, but at the same time, I don't know. Spire is that is that 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 you want to stay with? But I I guess so. It hey, look sometimes are the opportunities are worth staying. You know. Yeah, sometimes so. you're right. You're right. So, so, moving on from that, we've talked a little bit about the lower series. So I figure why not? Let's get to talking about it. Uh, Darlington at with Xfinity. Uh, so I was actually there for that event. Um, it was a last minute decision. Um, I did not go to the cup race, uh, due to some circumstances, but, um, went to the Xfinity race and it was a Toyota show, but Austin Hill was definitely showing, uh, how strong he is too. Um, John Hunter dominated the stages, um, you know, Cole and Riley were trying to do everything they can to get points to get ready for the playoffs. Um, Herps is only one point above the playoff line, so um, he's got to really have a good race uh, this weekend at Kansas uh, going in. Uh, obviously, Cole's going to try to do everything he can to just at least get a good start to it. Um, the playoffs start for them at Bristol, which is pretty cool, so... Uh, we'll get to see a hectic show out there. So, um, but yeah, overall, the race wasn't as crazy. Uh, sure, we had a few spins here and there. Uh, we did have an accident. Uh, I want to say within stage two. Um, but there wasn't like accidents happening left and right. Um, and sometimes I forget how long the race was. Uh, I think it was almost 10 to go, and I looked at my phone, and I was like, all right, how many laps is, is in this race? I tend to forget this is 147 laps. I looked at my phone, and I was like, oh, we're almost done. I thought we went to 200 laps, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we have some beef with uh, Parker Kligerman and Sam Mayer, not one I thought I'd have, have on my bucket list. Um, Sam Mayer got into Parker Klergerman going into three, uh, Levi's favorite turn. Um, oh, shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll know that. Um, I've seen two Hendrick drivers lose in that corner. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a Stuart Haas car lose in that corner, but, uh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so Sam sent it in a little too deep uh, through a Hail Mary, and the Hail Mary wound up being a fight. I mean, not literally, uh, but uh, he dove it in too deep and got into Parker. Parker wasn't too happy, as he should. Um, I expected a little bit better from Sam, but obviously I'm pretty sure they talked about it and moved on. But uh, yeah, so that happened, and uh, Denny Hamlin won that race. So uh, it was nice seeing Denny win, and... Um, yeah, I'll see him do it again next year, so it depends. But, uh, yeah, that's all for Xfinity. Now we move on to Cup. Uh, so I do, I actually want to bring something back up for just a quick second. 
you think that was intentional what Sam Mayer did to Parker Kligerman? I mean, I don't know if intentional is the right word, more than stupidity, but go off. That, like, I just wanted to like get your like feeling on it just because I will say one thing about Darlington in turn three. Like, you can absolutely run into that corner like Joey Logano did uh, last year. Absolutely just knock the guy in front of you out of the way and, you know, go on and win the race, right? We've seen it before. Now, granted, the next-gen car is a lot different than the Xfinity car, but even then, you saw Mayer, like, bump into Kligerman. Guess what? He was fine. Kligerman wasn't, right? So it's one of those things as well with Darlington Turn 3 to where, like, you can really dive it into that corner hard, but also some people really back that corner up. And that's where I was like, I wonder if Parker was trying to back the corner up while Sam was trying to dive it, dive it in really hard. I don't know that, but it's one of those things to where I don't know if it was a racing incident or, you know, somebody was actually, you know, intentionally doing it. But it's it's one of those Darlington things. Like, Darlington is one of those races to where, like, sometimes you, you see some crazy things. Like, um, 2020, where... Kyle Busch turned uh, Chase Elliott. Like, again, wasn't one of those things that was intentional. It's just kind of how the racing is sometimes at Darlington. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if that was intentional or not. Yeah, I'm not fully certain on that. Um, you know, I, for all I know is he drove in too deep and uh, got into him. So, yeah, it's... It's hard to tell, but um, it is what it is. It happened. Um, not really much we can do about that. So, um, yeah. I I really don't. I, I'm not a Parker Kligerman or a uh, Sam Mayer fan, so it's kind of uh, it's kind of hard for me. Yeah, to... but also I I don't know. It's just me. I would love to see Parker Kligerman in the playoffs. Um, you know, uh, I'm sorry. Due to the um <laughs> contractual obligation that I have, uh, I need Riley Herbs to make it in. Um, oh, I know, I know you do, but that's the thing. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna be pulling for Parker at Kansas. I gotta be pulling for my boy, Riley Herbs. Okay. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying, like, don't be surprised if Parker comes up there and just kind of gives them the one-two up there. So, you know, just and saying. If so Parker Clickman is going to um get the uh two index fingers uh-huh. oh the uh denny hamlin fan numbers <laughs> uh maybe maybe not i'm never gonna yeah. tell you about that the number 11 <laughs> i mean maybe the flying 11 <laughs> well apparently that's what denny hamlin haters are so the flying 11s <laughs> the, fly- the flying 11s yes just like the bird they give them yes the, yeah, the two wings, you know. Yep, the two, yep, two little birdies in the shape of ones. Anyway, right. is it time for my segment? Yeah, go ahead. All right, it's time for letters. You know what? It's a new segment today. What? Uh, we're not we're not doing the letters for Levi or the the no makeup whatever Levi <laughs> wants to make session. All right. Uh oh. This is this is anger with Austin. Oh, right. he's trumping my I'm, segment. A mangy. <laughs> Austin oh, no. Angie, okay. Oh no. <laughs> 70 to go. Or 78. But then between 70 and 80 to go. Pit stops. It's getting real. Kevin Harvick, second place. 
catching up to who they overhype, Tyler Reddick, fighting for the win, pit stops. Kevin Harvick comes in a short pit. Now, if you don't know what short pitting is, let me tell you. It's when you undercut a strategy. So if the strategy is maybe three laps down the line, you're going to undercut it to where you can make up that time than you would have three laps earlier, whatever the case may be. So it was planned out. Rodney threw out a good strategy. And on paper and in the track would have been perfect. The only problem was the leader didn't know until the last possible second. Now, what do you do in that scenario if you're the leader? Or the people that are on your pit box? Do you A, try to botch it and screw your lead? B, wibble-wabble and causes a car to spin out right behind you? C, show why everybody hates 2311? Or D, B and C are correct. Hmm. I think I'll take D. The only reason why is, how can you be that stupid, first of all? If you known that the four-car, or after seeing the four-car pit, you can just literally keep going, pit the next lap, and destroy the undercut. But instead... Everyone was freaking out and decided to tell Tyler Reddick to pit, and he couldn't. And so Ryan Newman, being Ryan Newman, which is really nothing at all, instead of ramming in the back of uh, Tyler Reddick, which he should have had, he spun out right behind him. Caution comes out, Harvard comes down pit road. Um, obviously, they pit, which is on them. But. I'm not going to go too much into that because it's like, that's their thing, not mine. I, the viewer, did not like Tyler Reddick in that moment. Only because he screwed the race over for not only the four team, but for themselves. This is the reason why the five car was the winner of this race. Because of that move right there. You cannot be that stupid. There was a <laughs> lot of things... A lot of things this year that's happened to that 45 team. They've only gotten one win at a road course, which was well-deserved. But if you look at throughout the whole season, the pit crew, the car, maybe even the brain of the 45 car, Kurt would have been a whole lot better than this. But instead, you get Tyler Reddick, who's just prone to do stuff stupidly, and here we are now. So... Forgive me if I'm a little salty because I actually want to see Kevin Harvick win in his final year. Now, Harrison gets a pass, even though, yes, he cost Harvick a win, but he wasn't as stupid as Tyler Reddick. I'm sorry. <laughs> how have you won two, champ two Xfinity Series championships and do stuff like this? This is really telling me that Cole Custer should have been a three-time champ, and also he was a whole lot better racer because he's got rookie. All right, right, all right, yeah. No, 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 Get no, back no, in the corner, Becca. No, I'm not. No, I'm not going back in the corner. I'm not doing that again. I am popping off. I am upset at Tyler Reddick. People can hate me. I don't care. But you can't be that stupid. 
Yeah, how about that? <laughs> oh, man, I, Kurt, Kurt was so much better. I, <laughs> I wow, I did. Kurt shouldn't I, cried I, over the four. He he cried over the forty-five card, knowing it was going to go downhill from here. I, I, this is where I wish, like, I just wish the Couch Chiefs community would just come out and actually not back you up on this one, because. I'm sorry, but wow, I think there's way too much hate towards Tyler Reddick on this one here. I'm just he saying. He cost us a win. He cost, dude, this is making, this <laughs> makes Bubble Wallace the better race car driver. Uh, and yeah, you just lost a bunch of people there. Um, I don't care. They, I'm sticking by these words until the day I die. All right. I mean, yeah, uh, see, it's the thing. I don't know what they told him. On the radio, I don't. You know, if they told him to pit or not, I didn't hear that. But I will tell you that, yeah, it looked like I was watching back the replay just you were talking. I'm like, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to tell, man. It's hard to tell. No, like, they called it late. That was the thing because as soon as they saw the four court going down pit road, they're like, oh, pit. Like, you see Reddick do the instant like wibble wabble, and even if he came down, he would have hit the barrier or at least missed it. So, yeah, I, so, I don't know. So, that so was just thing, like by the forty-five team, absolutely. Well, like, right by the forty-five team, right? Because like, let's get real. When they saw Harvick pit and they knew where Reddick was at that point, they should not have told Reddick to pick. They should have told him to pit next time. Bye. So, like, what you do in that case is once you see Harvick pit, you keep going, then tell your driver once he gets into, like, not once he gets into turn one, but on the front stretch there, then tell him to pit. Because I'm telling you, like, that's that was a bad timing on when they told him to pit. Bad timing. Now, was it Reddick's fault for, you know, barely moving the wheel or what? I don't know. Uh, because, like, this thing, I'm not a driver that sits in one of these cars week in and week out and knows like exactly what goes on through these guys' heads, what they experience and all that. But what I will tell you is when I hear Kuchi say pit, like my instinct is going to be start going down the pit, right? So, I mean, it might have been just an instinctual thing. I don't know. But like, but I hate to tell you, but that four cars just got bad luck this year. I'm sorry, but I mean, it's just. I don't care. We've been screwed out of two wins, maybe even more. But for the most part, the two most notable wins should have came at Phoenix and should have came at Darlington. I don't care how it happened. We got screwed over by the 21, the 45. What's I mean, at, at this point. I mean, who says who says that y'all were going to win those races? Like, I mean, that's the thing. Even if they played out just a little bit differently, right? Like, who says that you guys actually win those races? Like, well, we were scooting away from Larson. I didn't see any reason for Kyle Larson <laughs> to catch up to us. First of all, second of all, yes, within this race, who would have known that Kevin Harvick would have possibly gotten the win? That's true. But for the most part, Phoenix was our more likely outcome, and this week or this past weekend would have been perfect to see a four-car win. I think they had a legitimate shot. They they were quiet throughout the whole race up until this point. They were running at least inside the top 10 throughout the whole race and were actually tweaking to get better. As soon as they got on the long run, Harvick started passing like crazy. And as soon as he got inside the top five, because 
fortune kind of played out in his hand by Hamlin having some problems. Bell was just simply off the rails this race. And some other factors that at this point, Kevin Harvick would have actually had a shot to win. Realistically. Yeah, he he would have, but... Um... But no, instead we had um, Mr. Controversy and Reddick fighting it out for the win, which at that point I had a very decisive friend group of who to pick to win, whether it was Larson or Reddick. I think they were rooting against Larson, but I was like, no, I want Larson to win to beat Tyler Reddick just to, just to save my pain. Plus, in all honesty, I really want to see Kyle Larson win the uh, Southern 500 to add to his uh, resume, to say the least. Um, only because it's a driver's track. Kyle Larson's pretty good around there. Um, he had a really good shot winning it earlier within the year. Uh, Chastain, thank you. And um, yeah, safe to say, Hendrick <laughs> yeah. went back, I, back at Darlington this year. I, I love what he said in his interview. I think he said something like, you know, tried to win here what i think it's like last couple times but thanks to the next gen car whatever i can actually hit the wall a couple times and still win i'm like yeah because i mean i tell you like if you actually like I, I'm, I'm sitting here gonna tell everybody this like this is one of the hardest tracks in all of nascar period like darlington i think is just it's one of the reasons why like so we haven't done an episode on this yet, but absolutely when we get to it, like if we, whenever we do a track tier list, like this is why Darlington is like S rank for me because it's like, number one, it's one of the hardest tracks, but number two as well, it really shows driver talent. Number three, you get really good strategy. And also number four, you have a crown jewel event there, right? Like, I mean, it's got literally a little bit of everything. And what makes the track so hard is like the shape of the track, but also to the line you have to run around there. Like you literally have to basically run along the top of the track right up against the wall and like you're running inches away from that thing lap after lap after lap and you gotta do it what 367 times like that's a lot that's a whole yeah. lot of laps of just constant focus like that like it is insane just how good these drivers are to not hit the wall as much as we think they do or should or they think they should right because like I'll tell you, you watch like the um, camera on Reddick, like that microphone that they had on like the uh, rear corner panel, like it picked up every time he hit the wall. And I think it was only like two or three times, I think, is from all I saw. But like, if that's it, like, my goodness, that's impressive out of 367 laps. Like, my goodness, only two or three times. Like, that's pretty good. But at the same time, it just shows you just how hard of a track that is. Like, if you really want to know, I think I said it earlier in the year, but if you really want to know, like, just how hard that track is, boot you up iRacing, get you the next-gen car, try to survive, like, you know, 100 laps. Go 100 laps without hitting the wall. You won't. Like, it's... Yeah, that's hard. what we try to do in iRacing. Nothing happened. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, that that track, I will tell you, like, it's, like, in iRacing, it's one of the hardest uh, to race at just because... You can't pass uh, with the way iRacing is set up, but like, even if, like that's what kind of makes reality better than iRacing in that situation is just because like in reality you can actually like you know pass at Darlington, but granted that's just because you know those drivers are really really good at what they do. So unless yeah. if you're like me, to where uh, the leaders both wreck in front of you without going to the bottom, 
and you take the Phoenix route <laughs> where you go all the way to the bottom, drive the apron and pass another card and steal and win the race. So Yeah. I don't have footage of that, but you can hear Austin's reaction in one of my videos on uh Leviathan Racing. So check that out uh when you get a chance. But uh I do yeah, have the clip yeah. and I should probably send that in. Oh yeah, no, you should <laughs> you should absolutely do it. I'll upload it <laughs> or whatever. That way everybody can see um yeah what you went through because yeah no that's that that was cool i, I went that through a fun cool. time that it was uh pretty queen so yep no it's it's definitely one of my favorite tracks austin i know it's probably one of yours as well yeah um it is in trucks <laughs> i mean what i mean by that is like just in general like i racing and in real life like i i think that's one of our favorite tracks hands down right oh yeah 100 percent. i mean other than charlotte yeah this is one of my favorite tracks uh yeah. when it goes right when it goes wrong um it's it's the depression corner <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't feel you this weekend but you know <laughs> yeah it was, it was it was a great weekend. I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, yeah no, you, I, maybe. But I at least won out of the both of us. So yeah, no, you you right, you, you right. But yeah, no, I highly recommend. Like if you're looking to actually get like a ticket to any track next year, Darlington, I think is one of like my highest recommendations um, for getting a ticket. Granted, it's out in the middle of nowhere, but I say get you a beach trip as well while you're down there in South Carolina and. You know, have fun in Myrtle Beach as well, because I tell you, great location. Um, general, it's out in the middle of nowhere, but hey, I tell you, great track. Such a good track. Absolute great history as well. Um, they've got that place looking nice as well recently. I wouldn't say recently like renovated, but they've got that place looking good. So, gotta love yeah. that. They, yes, they do. That. Yes, they do. Well, Austin, I think we got Kansas coming up, don't we? I think so too. Um, and if you want more multi groove racing besides Darlington, which is just tighter, um, you get it Man. more, but wider. I'm so glad. I'm so glad Larson won. He doesn't have to worry about Kansas. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's his track technically. I mean, even though the Toyotas have been dominating there, I mean, let's let's be real here. Uh, who said Kyle Larson was going to stop at Darlington? Uh, Kansas may be on this, you know, Kansas is a good shot. Bristol has a good shot. Yeah. Texas, I, maybe not. Talladega, so definitely not. <laughs> I know I talked with you earlier about this before the recording, but, you know, for all the listeners out there, like, I don't know if you realize this, the only driver in the playoff history to actually win at, win in the Southern 500 and go on to win the championship was Kevin Harvick 2014. That is the only driver. So, um, hmm. not looking too good for Larson uh, when it comes to championship now, but hey, maybe he'll beat those odds. I really hope so, but we'll see. Yeah. It's, um, it's very rare, but I guess we'll find out, right? We'll find out because, I mean, hope he beats those odds. I think he's got a good chance this year, but hey, it's a long, long playoff. Still nine races to go. Yep. A long way. So, 
Um, I guess going into picks, um, I'll start off with the ones to look out for. Uh, Toyota. It's plain and simple there. They've won the last three races at Kansas. So, if you don't think Toyota's got a good shot, buddy, I don't know what you're smoking, and I'd probably want some of that, but, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy not to pick a Toyota this race. Um, most importantly, 2311, or the boss man, Denny Hamlin. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to not go off of that. Uh, I wouldn't pick the 45 card due to his um, luck this year. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Levi, I, I don't want to hear a word from you. <laughs> Hush. Um, so, uh, if anything to go off of that, uh, I would say Bubba Wallace is a good choice. Um, Denny Hamlin's also a good choice, so it can definitely go off of there. Truex, maybe not so much, but um, we'll we'll see that uh, there. Ty Gibbs, meh. Christopher Bell after Darlington, I'm not quite sure, but he'll probably make it into the round of 12. I don't think he'll surpass that, in my opinion, but uh, the the way it's looking right now, like, obviously... The predictions say otherwise on how I made it, but looking at it realistically, it looks like Bell might get knocked out within either this round or um, the round of 12, depending on if he can pick it up, pick the pace back up uh, from where he's at. But uh, if we're looking on Fords or Chevrolets at this matter, um, it's hard not to go with Kyle Larson. I mean, obviously, he just won Darlington. Kansas is one of his best tracks. Um, because A, it's multi-groove, B, it's multi-groove, and C, uh, what did I mention in the two before? Oh yeah, that's right, multi-groove. So, Kyle Larson's really good at multi-groove racetracks, I mean, shoot, every dirt racer is, but, um, uh, if you don't have Kyle Larson in your, uh, picks, you're crazy. Even though he got dumped by Denny Hamlin in the last lap, still, he had a shot to win the race, so, uh, Kyle Larson is also a good pick, so, uh, so far, I'm picking Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson. Um, I got two more to go as an underdog and um, third pick. Uh, from the Ford camp, it's kind of hard to, to tell. Um, not most of the Fords were strong here. Um, I think about your best shot looking at it. Could be Harvick. Could be Blaney, to say the least. I'm not 100, 100% on it. But... Um, yeah, if you're if you're wanting somebody there, Harvick may be your best choice. Um, but I would say overall, I would probably pick for my third one. Would probably be William Byron. I don't know why, but it's just I just have a really good hunch about William Byron this year. Um, I do personally think he's going to make it to the final four and probably win the championship, but uh. Yeah, I think William Byer would be a good shot. Uh, him and Rudy Fiegel definitely uh, have put it, put their pack together and uh, rolled off with it. And I would say my underdog pick would probably be uh, either High Gibbs or Daniel Suarez. Interesting. Well, yeah, no, I've also said like Toyota has been absolutely dominant here with three wins in the last three years. Um, basically in the next gen era, they have yet to lose at Kansas, but there is some interesting things to look out for, um, heading in. So 
Number one, uh, Toyota definitely looks to be the absolute best when it comes to this track. I think Denny Hamlin's going to definitely be somebody you're going to have to watch out for. Uh, but also, I'm going to throw in Bubba Wallace. I think Bubba's in the kind of spot to where right now, like, he doesn't have to win to get into the next round. But honestly, if he does win this race, like, it's going to make so much, make so much, like, easier for them having to go into Bristol, right? They don't have to worry about anything going into there. Same for Tyler Reddick. I think Reddick, you know, if you look at the history of the 45 here in the next gen era, it's really good, right? They swept both races here in 2022. Um, however, let's see, where did they uh, finish earlier this year? Let's see here. Finished ninth earlier this year. So not as strong of a running, but again, still a good top 10 finish. So definitely look out for that 45. I said the 23, the 11 definitely are going to be watching out for. So I'm going to go, I think, with Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin. But I'm also going to go Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain has actually finished in the top 10 every single time we've been here in the next-gen era, which is really interesting. Uh, Wouldn't doubt if he does well. Chastain, and my underdog, is actually going to go to Alex Bowman. Bowman's um, worst, let's see here. Yeah, no. Um, Josh Berry filled in for him earlier this year, but last year um, here at Kansas, finished in the top 10 both times. So I think he's going to be somebody to watch out for. Granted, will he pull a bad block on somebody? Possibly, but we'll see. Indeed, we shall see. Um... So, um, Austin, I got a question for you. Yep. <laughs> You gonna be doing an eye racing at Kansas this week? <laughs> uh, yes, I will actually. Um, get, depending get, if trucks are there too, so they are trucks and Xfinity both. Awesome. Well, get, I know. Ex- well, get ready yeah, for the freight because they will all be there. Yeah, yeah, get ready for the freight train on the top lane. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. But um, <laughs> I'm definitely excited for the Xfinity race this weekend at Kansas. Um, they always know how to put on a good show. Uh, it will be interesting to see who makes it and who doesn't. Um, oh, it's the 13th week this week. Huh. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have a setup, but we'll, we'll definitely work on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's, um, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, I do know from the matter of fact is Sheldon Creed's locked in. Uh, Josh Berry's locked in. The only people that are not locked in is uh, Daniel Hemrick, Riley Herbs, Parker Klergerman, and everybody else that's on the bottom. So pretty much a win-you're-in situation where you just got to really have a good race. And um, from what it looks like, Parker may have the upper hand. But with Herbs's good top 10... Uh, it's kind of hard to overcome that, so I think they have a good mental mindset going into Kansas. Uh, that's probably about the best thing they've got for Herbs. So I'm also going to add to that stage points. If you can get stage points over Parker, you're going to have a better day. Like if they can, honestly, if they can even try to get like two sixth place finishes in the stages, that's at least ten points that they've just gained over Parker if he doesn't get any. So. Every single point helps. Go get the stages. He needs. He literally needs Parker Wreck out at this point to make it in. So, um, I mean, not really. He's just got to finish better know, than Parker. But he's he's got to get like, yeah, 
basically. I mean, like, he's got to finish better, but also if Parker gets any stage points, he's got to make sure to outduel him by that many points or that many positions if he doesn't get any stage points. So, yeah, it's a lot of math, a lot of figuring, but basically at the end of the day, just go win. Make it easier. At, at, this, point, at this point, yeah. I mean, it would be nice to see a Riley Herbs win, but um, yeah, well, I guess we'll find out, right? So um, We'll see. Yep, we, we shall see. Uh, I think it's interesting. So um, I think Daniel Hemrick's going to make it in, unless I'd be surprised if Daniel just has a bad race and both get in, and we're pretty much stressing about this for no reason. Um, maybe we yeah. I don't know. I mean, well, Hemrick and Creed both, all they got to do is literally, if they even get like. No, Creed's locked in. Creed is? Yeah, Creed is locked in, surprisingly. But how? Because he's like 56 points to the good. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Locked in. Huh. I don't really that's, get that. I mean, that's what they said at Darlington. I mean, they said he was locked in, so I was like... No, I mean, I, I believe him. It's just it's kind of hard for me to believe, but okay. I guess I guess with Xfinity, it's a little bit different because they don't have as many cars in the field, so that might be why. Well, they right. have enough... Actually, I think they always have enough to... Um, uh, um, they have enough more than the cup cars because at least they can make the whole field. So... True, true, but yeah. No, all right. Well, Creed's good, then Creed's good. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, good enough to make it. So anyways, that should be about it for this episode. We had our rants, we had our craziness, uh yeah. I think that's about it. Levi, you got you got anything else to add before we parteth thou yep. ways? Yep, Darlington was just too tough for Harvick to tame this year. What a shame. We'll talk about it. Anyways, (laughs) we'll see you guys in the next episode of Kansas.